0: Well, hello there boys and girls.
1: We've done it again.
0: I know this We're was two not places. This was not as we promised last week, but you know, when life throws you that curveball, you you just got to keep your eye on it all the way through.
1: Do you remember the Justin Timberlake movie trouble with the curve? Neither does anybody else, but I saw it. You know what's funny about it's that Amy JT Adams. reference?
0: I was introducing my kids to the, the early JT albums, um, because of Sirius XM. And are you referring I,
1: I just, to Justified and Future Sex Love Sounds?
0: I just forgot how good those OG albums are. They were
1: spectacular.
0: They're amazing.
1: They were they were just really, really good. Except when you're a middle school youth pastor and an album called Future Sex Love Sounds comes out and all of your kids have it, you feel like, oh boy, what's going on here? We need to talk. But it was, look, if if Turning Red has taught us nothing, it's that the early 2000s boy band pop music was just the best.
0: How great was the music in Turning Red? Steph and I were just loving every minute of it. My kids were so confused at parts, but we were loving it. Is yeah, bad we bad that, uh, we, that we like the movie? We've Except, had conversations are, we, are, are we allowed and, to like that movie?
1: I think so. I think there are some uh, Christian bloggers that would tell us that we're not allowed to like the movie, but whatever.
0: Earl That's is fine. bringing sexy back. Uh, GM it, to you as well, Jerry. GM is a very popular Twitter greeting for all of you crypto humans out there. CJ says, hope this show smacks like Will Smith. Oh, boy. That did not wow. take long. That did not wow. take long already off the rails listen
1: we're gonna get into that we were texting about it last night but tim first we need to let everybody know that yesterday was sunday and
0: this this right here is the morning after welcome to the morning after ministry show a caffeine feud look back on the week and ministry that was It does indeed, Earl. That song slaps and leaves fresh Prince. prints.
1: <laughs> P-R-I-N-T-S. Because, because, because of Will Smith jokes. I get it. Frank <sighs> that's told me a, that that's I'm not allowed funny, to make any Will thing. Smith
0: jokes today. That's what Frank said on the DYM blog. I mean, on the DYM Facebook page this morning.
1: That's insane how could you not make fresh prince jokes no
0: no. Um, okay fine frank just said hey youth pastors do not make any screen games based on what happened last night at the oscars
1: that would be a funny funny amount of screen games i don't know what it could be but there's certainly a celebrity conflict game out there that you could you could bring that into – I texted you right after I saw I was not watching the Oscars because I, guess what? Nobody was. Not not until that Nobody happened. Nobody watched watch 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 the Oscars watch. anymore. Yep. And then everybody turned that on, and I said something to you about, hey, should we uh, do something where I slap you in the face tomorrow? And then next thing I know, you're like, oh, no, I can't come in. We have to do it virtual again. I'm afraid Andrew's going to slap me. So and then I you're thought like, the it's plan was – <sighs>
0: I thought you were going to say something about my wife, and I was going to slap you. Mm. But then I was going to give you That's this you. award, and then you were going to give oh. your greatest acceptance speech, and then apologize. That's because, right. I did because love hurts.
1: I did say that your wife was going to have to do something about her hair. That that was the original plan. But you know, we don't. CJ always get says to he to was the doing plans. the right
0: thing and watching the US men destroy Panama. Look after that third goal. Did we have to keep watching? I mean, it was yeah, fantastic.
1: I, at some point. It's just you know, yeah. <laughs> so we ha- we have Paramount Plus on our Apple TV, not on our uh, big TV out in the other room because we we downloaded Paramount Plus and then we canceled it and they just never took it away. It's still active on one of my iPads and my Apple TV. So if I need to watch Paramount Plus, I can move my Apple TV to my big TV in the living room. But usually, it's on the TV where my children are because this is so complicated. SpongeBob and Paw Patrol. Yeah, so I was like, oh, do I want to go watch the rest of that game? I had a a school assignment I had to do, and so I looked up, and it was like 10, 15, 10, 30. I'm like, I'm good. I'm in bed. I'll just stay here. And I checked my phone, and boy, had the internet gone crazy about people slapping each other.
0: The internet exploded. My wife and I were just trying to get caught up on Outlander, and the internet exploded, so we we had had to take a pause to catch up on what the Twitter told me to catch up on. And, and Will Smith is a fantastic actor. Like, there's just no doubt about it. I just I just watched the trailer for the film that he won Best Actor in, so we're planning on watching it this week. Um, But I, I still think his I'm, performance... I'm boycotting.
1: I, I stand with rock.
0: I think his performance during the slap was an amazing performance. His ability to shout profanity that the Oscars muted was a great performance as well. And then when Chris refused to press charges, I realized... um. I realized that it was indeed all the performance.
1: What do you mean he refused to press charges? It's been like fifteen hours. There's no. He hasn't made a public statement yet, has he?
0: Uh, I mean, according to Twitter, the police reached out, and he I said, knew, "I didn't see that." He said he's good. He's not going to press charges. So, in my mind. Um, it was all a show. It was a sham. They needed the ratings, and it worked. We're talking about it, and so is the rest of the. Yeah, world. Oh, it so worked. We're I get it.
1: Talking about it, and I don't know that we've ever talked about the Oscars on this show before, but I think just in general, slapping somebody in public is is not a good look, and uh, I think it's a a silly thing. I don't know.
0: But you know what wasn't know silly, Andrew? You welcoming it. new members yesterday mm. during service. I wanted to hear about how you go about doing that, and then we can kind of uh, talk we did because. It. I was I was assuming you're going to text me five minutes before service, Tim. Do you have a manuscript on how you welcome new members on a Sunday? And I was fully ready to to send that to you, but that didn't happen, buddy. So what'd you do?
1: I was I was contemplating asking you, but I didn't want you to mock me for it. So and I don't my I left my Covenant Book of of Worship over in our worship center. So as you may or may not know, if you're tuning into this, Tim and I both of our churches are members of the Evangelical Covenant Church. And we do not have a rigid uh, liturgy that we follow, but we do have like a book of common worship stuff. And there are like a three or four question. There's like a longer version of welcoming new members into the church, or a shorter version of welcoming new members into the church. And so we do the shorter version of that. It's basically, are you you know have you followed Christ as your Lord and Savior? Have you been baptized? Do you intend to be an active part of this congregation? Do you intend to support the mission and ministry of this church, including some of our denominational stuff? And the answer is I do, I do, I do. Sure. And then to the congregation, it's hey, congregation, do you accept these new people into your, you know, body? Right. We do. So that's basically what ours is. It's four questions to the people coming in. And then one question to the congregation, and then we clap and hug. it.
0: So you have song. you bring you bring them. Is my mic better? I turned the gain up a little bit. You you bring the yeah, you bring the families up in front. Then you go through your spiel. I do, we do, I do, we do. Congregation, do you? We do, we do, we do. Okay, yeah, yes. that's that's basically exactly what we do as well.
1: And do you pull yours from the Covenant Book Worship, or where are you getting your stuff? Because I, I did. Was I was going to ask you, because I was curious on my drive-in, but I was like, I don't want to ask him, because then he'll think I don't have anything scheduled or planned, which isn't the case, because sometimes you like to mock me.
0: I do like to mock you. Um, Just don't slap me. I have a manuscript that I use that is part Covenant Book of Worship, and then part, um, I think, a collab of some other churches that I just found on the internets that I really liked how they worded it. Same thing with our infant uh dedication dedication
1: yeah i'm gonna have to get that from you one of these days because we have not uh dedicated an infant since i've been here and we have two of them that are actively uh well the the infants are not worshiping maybe they are i mean everything that has breath right so we have two infants that are in our worship services every week right now and i've had conversations with with one set of parents, so it's probably so my time to start being prepared
0: for my baby these dedication ends. script comes from Frank over at Epicos. So I've got a little, uh, uh, a little Gill? the the one and only. It's from partially from him, and then the other part is Covenant Book of Worship. I think they have a spiel in there, and then one was from a church in it South is. Florida that I found that I really like. So it's it's those three combined.
1: Isn't that so much what ministry is? Hey, let's copy and paste multiple things together. Just about every wedding that we do, hey, here's three or four different wedding scripts copied and pasted together. We think that you're really going to like these.
0: So Ken's wondering on service length time, and this this really does matter. It's a good question, Ken, especially those of us who have multiple services. Um, what do you cut when you add a something like that, or do you not cut? Because you're adding, you know, <laughs> five, ten minutes into the worship service.
1: Uh, it's real easy. Dylan was preaching yesterday, and so I knew that we were going to have some extra time in our service, and it worked out really well. So I think he went about 23, 24 minutes. It was it was Dylan's last Sunday. Oh, I'm very sad. That is I sad. can't cut to the Dylan cam right now. But so nor we, ever again. Uh, no, I mean he's talking about coming next Monday to come and be on the show because he's got the day off from his other job. But we were so I knew that we were going to have a little bit of time in the service that way. And I think even with the new members, we were done at. 1058 or something like that. And then we went right into our annual meeting because we are weirdos and we do our annual meeting in March and you can't judge me for it, Tim. It's what we do.
0: I don't it's judge what you do as it's, a church. It's odd because your yeah. fiscal year is the same as ours, January, to December, but yet your annual meeting is in March. It, it is what it is, I guess. So,
1: so for us and our church, our annual meeting is in March because that's when our church was established in March of 2010. And so... That's when we, we do our annual meeting is on the anniversary of that, not on the anniversary of the fiscal year. And we were talking about this a little bit beforehand. Um you your whole church votes on and approves the budget, correct?
0: That's right. First our elders get it, approve it, then it goes before the congregation for a congregational vote to be approved by them.
1: Gotcha. See, according our to our according to our bylaws. Our our bylaws say that our elders approve of the budget so our treasurer and then one of our elders that is the financially literate one uh they they put the budget together and our elders approve of it but then it's just presented to the congregation so the congregation votes on who the elders are but the elders put together the budget and approve of it so where does the elder
0: where does the elder power end so for us we i think we have four major things that the congregation has to vote on that's the budget that's land sale. There are three major decisions. Mm-hmm. So is there a yeah. spot where the congregation has to vote on something?
1: Um, Land, land sale opening, you know, closing the church mm-hmm. is in our bylaws is something that, you know, the elders can't just be like, hey, we're closing. So the congregation has to vote. Like, I think there's a whatever the quorum percentage is is way higher for that meeting, obviously. And you need a congregational approval to close the church. To sell any facility, um, to hire or fire a pastor, a congregation needs to vote, and there might be one or two others in there that I'd have to reread the bylaws. How often do you read your bylaws? I think I've read them twice in the yeah. five years that I've been here.
0: Well, you didn't go through what we went through, so um, that's true. I that, typically skim them that that once dis- every other month, once a month. Will, will... Are you serious? Yeah, just to make wow. sure we're that's a lot following... of bylaw reading it's not they're not that it's not that long your bylaws aren't meant to be that long well yeah i I have a i I have a digital copy that i typically keep on hand so when there's questions we can bring it up and it happens at elder meetings from time to time so cj says this year our congregation voted to amend our bylaws and not have any more annual meetings and the deacon board makes all the decisions They keep the church informed and, quote, ask congregants, end quote, what they think about big issues. The reason I I like the idea of keeping the congregation in the loop through these meetings is it it also gives us a chance to share our wins throughout the year. One of our elders does a great Mm -hmm. job of putting together all things charts and graphics and slides, and it just looks really pretty. And it's a fun way to show, hey, here's what God's been up to this year. And we we try to have some fun and some levity at our meetings so it's not super serious all the time.
1: That was my role at the annual meeting was, hey, I'm going to call the meeting to order and then kind of do a slideshow of, you know, here are four areas that we think we need to be as a church, and that's worship. And so it was, you know, look how we've been worshiping, you know, whether we've been in the fellowship hall some this year, we do our outside stuff, and here's our, uh, you know, regular worship center worship, but also our online worship is continuing to grow and thrive. So as a church, we're worshiping together, we are fellowshipping, and it was, you know, here are some of the highlights of what our small groups are doing Here's some of the highlights of, you know, our church fun activities that we're doing for fellowship um, serve. So here's what it looks like to serve here in the church. That's here's some good. highlights of people, you know, ser- serving the grounds physically, working in tech, working with our Harbor Kids ministry. Um, but then also our service you know, mission projects that we work on. And then uh, partnership is the fourth thing that, you know, we hit on. So here's how we partner with the city. Here's how we partner with some other ministries, and here's how our partnership with the preschool is helping us accomplish our other mission. So that was my role. Was uh, here are four highlights of the year, and then I turned it over to our treasurer Anne, who kind of did all the financial things, and it's we she does a really good job. I should show you one of these days the sheet that we have because sure. you know there's like the boring long um, Excel spreadsheet that if anyone wants it they can they can have it, but then there's like a one page breakdown of the big chunks of the budget for anybody and everybody to understand so you don't have to go through the whole excel spreadsheet right so if she does a really good presentation of that but then i think w- one of the ways that our churches are a little bit different is that so you know most churches have some kind of a legal entity a corporation um our president and vice president are permanent people in that they don't change when the new elders come in they could but we our bylaws don't say that they have to. So we have had the same president or the same vice president for 10 plus years and then our our previous president passed away a few years ago, but so our vice president wanted to resign just, you know, to wor- work on some other things and the legal entity of the church really only comes into play if we do ever have to sell the building or the church becomes apostate and you know the denomination needs to step in. But so we had to elect a new vice president, but so then we had to have a quorum, which if we don't we weren't electing any new elders and so we're like, oh we don't need a quorum. Then it's oh no, we need a different quorum because we are dealing with a the incorporation.
0: So do your officers not come from the the elder board?
1: Um they can, but they don't have to.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. All of our all of ours do. The we typically shuffle around officers from from year to year, depending on who's coming on and off the board. as
1: As long as the church is functioning as as the church the elders have power to kind of override whatever the corporate the corporate officers would say anyway the only time the corporate officers come into play is if the church is closing and we need to divvy up assets and so it's in which it's case they all go to this, you yeah exactly in which i hope it's kind of like when uh the pittsburgh penguins were bankrupt and since they owed mario lemieux the most money he kind of became the de facto owner of the team i think uh that's how it should go how do you know that I'm story mario i've never lemieux. heard that in my life i don't know i probably followed hockey closer than you 15 years ago oh you definitely know. did i, I know didn't know ob- hockey was a thing until i moved here i, I know obscure sports trivia things you know, Ken you know I'm obscure most we got everything. <laughs> I do. I know a lot of obscure facts. I'm sorry. Uh, turns out that when we talk about annual meetings, Timmy, the engagement goes way down. What are you talking comments. about? Everybody,
0: everybody loves talking about annual meetings <laughs> and roles of officers and should they or should they not be on your board. Uh, let's talk about schedules because I think we both have a busy month coming up. I might win in the busyness category, but I don't want to win in that category. We just have a no, lot. you
1: certainly win in the busyness category.
0: We have a lot happening at Lakeview in April, as do most churches, being Easter. And it's like it's Easter or something. All things Holy Week. I know for me, this week, I've got staff meeting tonight. I've got our elder pizza and prayer on Wednesday night. I coach my son's flag team Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. We've got a game Friday night. Saturday, we've got back to back to backs at Lakeview from the men's prayer breakfast to an all-day work day to a worship and prayer album release party from Lakeview Worship on Saturday night and then preaching two services on Sunday and then we'll we'll party because Easter's not that far away. We got Palm yeah, Sunday, Palm awesome Sunday prayer walk know. which will be fun. We're going to walk the lake and pray in between and at, or after each service. And we've got our Good Friday PG-13 service, because I say words I shouldn't or wouldn't normally say on a Sunday morning. What are three of those words? <laughs> Your Facebook will block us. All... Facebook no, will block us. What, what
1: are three of those words?
0: One of those words is right, penis. I just wanted... Okay. That's, that's, if uh, that's There's
1: one thing that we should talk about on Good Friday, according to Timothy Miller. Reverend Timothy Miller.
0: When you talk um, about the history of crucifixion, it's kind of hard not to talk mm-hmm. about it because it was part of it, even though we don't want to talk about it.
1: No, we don't. Did you get... Ooh, speaking of the history of crucifixion, did Lifeway send... Or not Lifeway, Crossway send you... Yeah. All of these uh I haven't opened Easter it yet.
0: Books? I just got... It. I'm going to... Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to bring those to staff meetings. Is, is that for kids' ministry?
1: Yes, it's wonderful. And kind of our pitch was... Look, there are some difficult things to talk about when you're actually talking about the Easter story with children. And so we want you to grab these as a family so that you can have those conversations. So we started to hand those out yesterday. Oh, you have
0: yours. Looky there. I have mine. I'm going to hand them to our Kidsmen director tonight at staff meeting. So thank you for that reminder, Andrew. Jerry's wondering if we have healthy boundaries um set aside uh the answer is yes typically i follow the doug fields model of no more than three nights out a week and if they are nights out past that it's nights out with the family so that's that's kind of the boundary I we say, have in there's
1: place. there's the busyness of church busyness but when the church busy meets the family busy it's different. that's the uh yeah then then it
0: gets really busy so
1: but then yeah. we'll, we'll have seasons
0: where where it's not anything close to what we're going to see in yeah. April.
1: we have seasons where we're home all the time. Like tonight, I'm thrilled that I get to watch Hollywood Week of American Idol. I'm pumped. I didn't get to watch last night for the last of the uh, auditions. because You still watch to, American Idol, really? I do. I still watch America. A guy that I went to seminary with, his son, is uh, is is on this year. So I'm pretty excited about that. I'm hoping that he makes it through Hollywood Week tomorrow or tonight. You I'm know, I'm forward to it. I, I got, yeah, I sat with, with Fritz Hager in, in seminary for several classes and his son, Fritz Jr. Is one of the contestants that they featured like on the pre and, or the, they, they do one contestant per week that they kind of send their edition video out, um, to the world, to, you know, for their publicity stuff ahead of times. So I'm hoping that, uh, he keeps going. So are these like family, family devos or how do you, for, how do you utilize these? Yeah. The, what that's what I said. We we told our people that this is and then I think they're sending them out because there's the kind of the graphics are great, uh, the, definitely the, crossway. New, yeah. The the new version of, of the the Jesus illustrated storybook bible or whatever that thing was that we all gave up several years ago. I think Still they're right. trying to put out a, a, a new version of that. And so this is the Easter section of that to kind of get families interested in it. But yes, what we told our families was that this is a resource so that you could have real theologically accurate conversations with your kids. Well, then we will have them at our check-in
0: station um, over the next few Sundays for families to pick up. Lakeview, if you're watching, it's for you.
1: I love it. Ronald Long is mocking me because – Yes, there were, there were not 10 people on our stage yesterday morning, Ronald. This is not the first they time someone oh, has mentioned this, Andrew. No, there, there were 10 people on Ronald's stage. We did not have 10. We had nine yesterday, though. And again, Ronald's church is uh, thousands, plural, of people, and our church is dozens, plural. We are a church of 70-ish people and had a praise team of nine yesterday, but... It's exciting to have a bunch of good musicians, and it sounded good. They want to play together. I love it. It's exciting. Do, do you uh, do you watch John Christ's stories when he goes to the different churches? I've seen a does, few. I've seen a know, few. What, what what all churches have in common or whatever. He was at a big church in Minnesota yesterday that had like a a huge praise team, and I was trying to count to be like, all right, so is that church that's literally got like a balcony and <laughs> seating for thousands? Whose praise team is bigger, ours or theirs? But Hey, our people like to be together. Hey, they it's like it's to, a it's
0: a running bit in our practically pastoring yeah, group chat. Um, I just I just told Jeff that you know ever since everything went down with Hillsong and they had that massive implosion, which we haven't even talked about the documentary yet. Uh, most of the worship team we went haven't. to Andrews Church, and so that's kind of where they're all at now. And they just happen to all play on the same Sunday.
1: I think it's a great thing, Tim. One thing that we talked about a little bit last week was not hillsong people coming to my church but we had the people coming to our church who are putting on the easter musical and they uh wanted to 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 talk with me well one of the the people and again we've had wonderful interactions with them sure but one of them wanted to to meet with me um and and my wife and i was like my my wife has a full-time job so meeting with her during the week is going to be tricky and then she was like oh well could we do Before church on Sunday morning, like a formal pre church meeting, like, like a pre, like not yeah not, I don't know, like what's formal. I don't think there's gonna be minutes being kept, but she wanted to have a a scheduled, you know, before service meeting. That's a a little bit confusing for me because
0: if you're in ministry, how do you not understand that? That that's kind of sacred time for pastors. Like that is, that is like off limits for strategic meetings.
1: Well and even this Sunday, Dylan was preaching. So if there was ever a Sunday that I could have, I guess it would have been this Sunday, but still True. I'm thinking I, I do all of our live stream setup because we, we're using my gear. Right. And so, you know, we're we're wheeling TVs outside, we're putting chairs outside. There's a whole lot of stuff that happens the hour plus before church gets started. And I could delegate some of some of that stuff, I guess, but I just thought is it felt like an odd request to me, and I wondered, does anybody else get requests for Sunday morning before church meetings? Do, do you? I, we're, I maybe, we're not in the same room, so we don't have show notes between each other that we can be
0: looking at this morning. So we're, we're not in the same room. I typically like don't – I mean I'll my Sunday morning stuff is about Sunday morning, so Sam says I love Sunday morning meetings. Really, Sam and I, we get together right before church to make sure the announcements are in order. Like there's no – Everything yeah. I talk about on Sunday morning. One of my elders was there early yesterday to talk about his piece during service because we've been getting our elders involved every week in service for the last mm-hmm. few months. So he was making sure he was good to go there. So that's typically what my Sunday morning meetings, quote unquote, are about. They're just going over the service itself. But as far as, hey, are you available Sunday morning to chat about something like that's not a thing that we do.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I I didn't think so, and I yeah. I don't you I know I don't want to be ungracious right but my thoughts were oh this is odd and then on top of that it was our annual meeting so it's the immediately following church time was not available this week because of that but i just thought that was a, a strange request jerry said just had a student leader and youth leader uh, meeting immediately after church with lunch yesterday see that's an after church meeting makes sense because usually you're kind of decompressing and exhaling at that point
0: right but but Jerry, do you have post-church meetings on the Sundays that you preach? That, that's a little bit different, too. I I did have... I've had one of those, and it was way too serious, and it was a, a previous elder who's no longer at the church, and I was thrown off. He wasn't there. I, I thought, okay, maybe he just didn't want to meet anymore, so I left. He called me after I left, asked me to turn back around after I'd already left the church, and then proceeded to... I guess scold would be the right word for a few minutes. And I just kind of had a glazed look in my eyes because I had, you know, just preached a couple of services and had no idea what the meeting was about. So uh, that was not fun. That was a few years ago, but that's probably why I read my bylaws more often than you.
1: I I guess. So, so when, when is your preferred meeting time? Wednesdays. It's, it's funny because, you know, going over our, um, our, with our membership, kind of fresh in my head. I remember one of the things that we say is, you know, hey, as a church member, one of the things that you get is you have access to stuff, you know, we're we're not hiding our finances from anybody, but if a member says, "Hey, can I like we will give you the full Excel spreadsheet. We'll show you the accounts of what's been spent where." Um it, you know, one of the other things you have access to is you have better access to me. You know, as a visitor, sure, sure I'd love to sit and talk with you, but if a member needs me, they have kind of priority. And so that's kind of been going through my head of, oh, this is, would I be treating this request different if it was one of my members saying, hey, can I have you for 15 minutes before church? And probably, but I don't know, it's just been a very interesting uh, experience the past eight or 10 Yeah,
0: I think it would depend on the context for sure. Typically when someone asks for a meeting, like I got a text this morning, hey Tim, new to the church, just had a couple of questions, when can we get together to chat? And it was really cool because then they responded, if this is your day off, please don't respond today, which was awesome for a a new attender to the church to say that to me. That Um,
1: shows someone gets church life.
0: Yeah. So I responded and said my typical meeting days are Wednesdays for in-person meetings. I have this time and this time available, so we picked a time on Wednesday. So that's typically what I do. I try to block out Wednesday does not include... Uh, Sermon prep, it does not include school work And you know this, Andrew, because when we talk I'm usually yeah. in between meetings But I'll, I'll have anywhere from two to sometimes six Or seven meetings on a Wednesday That go from 10am all the way up to 8pm
1: It's terrible All I want to do on Wednesdays is just talk to Tim And I just know that he's so busy Well, we just chat in busy, between busy, meetings busy
0: Wednesdays are meetings mm-hmm. days That just happens to be the day that works out really well for me I don't know, what's your schedule like during the week? Are you pretty flexible when it comes to in-person meetings? For
1: for for the most part, and you know i I tell people you know hey, I have this day or this day I usually give them a couple of options yep um because i I can move stuff around yeah uh, same my my office staff is gone by one o'clock, so there's flexibility that I can you know i I can move my schedule around if if necessary, but I try not to just have an open door, hey, come on in and talk in the middle of study or prep time. Because then no study or prep gets done. Jeff says he doesn't even like teaching Sunday school on preaching Sundays. I'm with you. Jerry says turn off email notifications on Friday or the day off. Put in your voicemail, outgoing message that you're off on whatever. In which case uh, you'll return calls when you return. I love that. That's really good, Jerry. I I don't have voicemail set up on my phone intentionally. Because I just don't want to ever check voicemail.
0: No, you have to remember when we went to the DYM 100 and what's his name recorded our voicemails? That's still my voicemail. I've
1: never, I know it is, but I still, I just don't have voicemail set up. If we're being really honest, there was a time when I was getting the, uh, uh, hey, your student loans are about to be in default. You need to call us, call 14 times a day. So that was when I was like, I don't want voicemail anymore. But now my student loans are paid off and my credit score is 150 points higher than it was 7 years ago and yet I still refuse to have voicemail. Oh Andrew. Because it's so nice. It's CJ nice says I know voicemail. we've
0: talked about this before but what does your day-to-day normally look like? I I think this is a great combo to have um, every now and yeah. again because it, it it depends on the season things change a bit. I know for me uh, Mondays are sort of networking communication slash get caught up days. So it involves two podcasts mm-hmm. typically every Monday, uh, making sure the sermon from yesterday gets posted onto the site today. If I missed any emails over the weekend, try to get caught up on Monday. And then on Tuesday, it's all things sermon over the last four weeks. Andrew, you're not going to believe this. I have been able to get the sermon ready. 90 to 95% done on Tuesday. It used to be Tuesday Impressive. was study, Thursday was write, but I've combined the things. So as I study, I'm jotting down and writing. And then I just do a, on a Thursday, I'll just kind of glance back over it and put the finishing touches. And then Saturday is the, uh, you know, the formal read-through. So then Wednesday the is- The read-through. When do you do your slides? Um, it depends on what's necessary. Because we use ProPresenter, I can do slides as as. L- as late as Sunday morning, I don't like doing that, but I just type in the scripture and Purpose Center automates the slides. So for each sermon series, I put in the background graphic and set it to go for whatever scripture I type in on Purpose Center. So it literally takes under ten seconds to do my scripture slides on Purpose Center. Now
1: that's nice.
0: It's it's, very, it's nice. very nice. Wednesdays are meeting days, and Fridays are days off, which means Fridays are all things seminary for me.
1: I'm similar Monday. You know, we do this, we do the other one. My world has changed a little bit in the past month now that my wife is working at the elementary school, two blocks from here where my kids are, because she still likes to be in a good 40, 45 minutes before kids get there. So that means that I'm now the wake up parent, get the kids to school on time parent. That's a weird is role a very for you. New role. It's a terrible. I, let me stay up till 4 a.m before having to get up at 7am i am not a morning person but with that i'm now the first person into the office every day which is a little bit weird so i kind of get to get a head start on all of the emails and communications pieces uh that way just about every morning now so that's a new development within the past month but it's been kind of nice but it's weird because at 4 30 i'm like oh i'm i'm done this you get it done now because Usually I'd, be, I'd show up at 10, 10, 15, and stay till 5.30 or so for everything to get done. And now that's not the case. So Mondays, you know, we, we do this. We do the Practically Pastoring. I try to get a little bit of schoolwork done on Mondays right now. Um, but again, that's also within the past month. That's become a new development. Um, Tuesdays, I try to at least have the you know, one paragraph summary of a sermon figured out. The initial study period is is Tuesday. Um, tomorrow that won't be the case because I'm going down to meet with somebody at one of our sister churches in St. Pete. Um, but that's the goal on Tuesday is to get to that point of the sermon. Wednesday is my big sermon right day. And then Thursday is kind of the prep for all things in the coming week. And then Saturday night I do the big sermon you know, I go from rough draft to final copy on Sunday night, and then that's also when I do my slot or Saturday, Saturday night. Sunday night so also also would be either
0: really early or really late, depending on how you're looking at yeah, it. Yeah, no,
1: I do, but it's the it's the read through. You know, I I've also been doing a lot of dictation for my sermon writing the past couple of months. You are so because lazy. I feel like I I I always feel like I write like I talk, but. I, I've just been doing that a lot recently. And so Saturday night is a lot of what was I trying to say there? What did Apple uh miss here that they changed? Well, you can do words? that when you're not
0: turning it so, in for a grade.
1: Yes, you can exactly. If you are the only one reading it, then you're then you're great. It's definitely not Terabian formatting that way though. Tim, we we've got a few more minutes uh here this morning,
0: but we need to talk to our sponsors, thank them. For uh, making it happen, we do, we do indeed, um, and I think I have them floating around here somewhere. Of course, I do. We, of course, hey, hey look at that! I, I should probably take says, off the the banner. Getting ready for bottom. marriage, oh. Andrew and Timothy. Does it look like we're getting married? Because we're not. <laughs> uh, it's it's all things chapter seven. It's the most important part of any premarital counseling. If you haven't gone through I agree. it, If you're teaching or currently offering premarital counseling, and you're not using this resource. Shame on you? Is that fair to say, Andrew? Yeah. Is that okay? I,
1: I think it's all fair to say. You should I, definitely check out Getting Ready for Marriage book.
0: What about the Backseat Leadership podcast?
1: It's a conversation for leaders that don't find
0: themselves in the driver's seat. It's a great conversation. I think it's a great conversation. It's one we should have regularly. Speaking of great conversations, how about the? Uh, whoop, let's go this way. the Bible brawl?
1: Oh, I thought you were like going to hold up the Bible Brawl, and I was trying to get out of your way. I was leaning it's, this way. It's uh, it's a fun game. It comes in the traditional version, but also with the not safe for Sunday school version. Both and, are uh, an absolute blast.
0: Them. Speaking of an absolute blast, check out that graphic, the Youth Ministry University. Ooh.
1: Ooh. It's good stuff right there. You can get everybody on the same team, everybody speaking the same language. Train
0: your team, people. Train them up. Playing. Train them well. Uh, Andrew, did you know that we are a proud, 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 pretty, pretty proud, proud
1: part of the DYM, the D-Y-M podcast, podcast network. network. And those are, uh, we've those got are all of our friends. buddies. They do shows, they talk, it's more content, although we were pretty serious today. We talked about grown-up
0: stuff. That's why we lost 90% of our viewers in the first five minutes because it was so
1: boring. three people watching right now because we're all like, ooh. Originally, we we had this whole thing
0: planned out. I was going to slap Andrew. It was going to be very, very real, very, very entertaining. I'm sorry. It's it's all my fault.
1: It's okay. Tim, sometimes uh, you have family issues pop up. It's part of ministry. Family issues pop up. If we were... In person, we would have another sponsor today that would be going across our screen. Really? And that would be uh, first firstfewyears.com. Okay. Firstfewyears.com. If you've read uh Doug Fields' book, you know, first two years in youth ministry, mm-hmm. this is all of that kind of stuff. DYM is putting this out for for free. There is a free That's starter a deal. pack for new youth pastors. Wow. It is a whole lot of really good resources. And it is just for youth pastors. Whether you are new to youth ministry or new to your current church, you need to check out firstfewyears.com. I think it would be beneficial to everybody. That is an absolute what... steal. Yeah, I I seriously could not recommend it anymore. I think it's a wonderful product. And again, DYM is making it available for free.
0: So go check out firstfewyears.com. Andrew, I didn't tell you this, but um, you, you knew you knew about this because it was a surprise for my wife when we were on vacation. Uh, but I surprised my wife um, by having my parents come over and watch the kids while we were in Orlando for a night, so we could sneak away a few weeks ago. And we went and saw—you may have heard of them. We went and saw Reliant K. Oh, I've heard of it. Reliant K in concert at the House Do of play Blues. The kickoff?
1: They because I love it when they play. Here is the kickoff.
0: The Hopefully show of Reliant K and all the songs we play. The show was want to throw our CDs away. It was amazing. However, getting into the show was difficult. I had read, and this wouldn't have mattered to you, but it did matter to me. I had read that there were COVID protocols in place, which I thought, okay, no big deal. I've got my first COVID shot. I just never got around to getting the second have, one, so I had my card. Do You have your little card. I had my okay. card. So we're getting closer, and I hear people saying they're not letting a lot of people in. I'm like, what's going on up there? He said, well, people didn't bring their COVID cards. They're their, their vaccination cards. I'm like, oh my goodness. So the alternative was you, you either had to have a vaccination card or you could show. This is the first time I ever had to actually use that thing. Have you had to use it for any, mm. anything? I did
1: because I went into Canada in December. Okay, And so I had Vax cards to leave the United States and enter Canada.
0: Jerry, of course they played Sadie Hawkins. It's it's one of the greatest Reliant K songs of all time.
1: Oh, oh, oh.
0: So I got up to the line. But I've got what's my vaccination your ta- well, card.
1: What's your, but, what's your, but what is your favorite Reliant K song of all time?
0: That's it, Sadie Hawkins. I I, I played that song, that so I was in a cover band the night I met my wife, and we played Sadie Hawkins mm. the night that I met Stephanie when I was 15, and she was 14 years old at a back-to-school the story bash. Goes that she was 13, but she, whatever. No, I turned 16 a month later, so it was 16 and 14. Okay. But it was a back-to-school bash. We played probably three or four Reliant K songs at the back-to-school bash. This was a super special concert. The problem is is I had to get in. I had a vaccination card. I showed the first lady my card, and she said, this isn't finished. To which my response was, well, this is what they gave me. And she said... That's not a lie. She said, you're going to have to go see some of And I said, well, this is all I got. And she said, you're going to see somebody else.
1: Did your wife have her card?
0: She had hers fully filled out, both shots. So then I proceeded... Because she's responsible. I proceeded to the next security guard who glanced at my vaccination card, did not question it, and gave me a wristband, and I could breathe a sigh of relief. However, I'm not breathing a sigh of relief right now because I am taking my daughter, my wife and I are taking our daughter... Across the country. Now, this is real life goofy movie stuff here, Andrew. We're going on a cross country adventure is. to see Olivia Rodrigo in Denver.
1: Oh, see, I thought you were going to work on the perfect cast. I, so she wanted to go to the concert, but you wanted to go on a fishing trip.
0: I have, I have, she is now the hereby navigator of this here trip. The issue with this here oh. trip is that you have to present a vaccination card and i have a feeling that they might be even more strict getting into this venue in denver than they were here in yes, florida yes i have a feeling so and as soon as this show is over running out of time. as soon as this show's over i'm going to publix to get my second shot that's what I'm, that's, that's what it's boiling down to because i i'm going to see olivia rodrigo with my wife and daughter in denver in a couple of weeks
1: well it would be creepy if you were seeing her without them I think we can all agree to that. It was
0: originally supposed to be my wife and daughter going by themselves. They were a little nervous because neither of them have made such a big adventure or trip alone, so they asked if I could come too. So dad's coming along.
1: Do you need Do you need Melissa and I to move our boys up to your house to stay with the other four kids for that weekend or, my, my or parents, that midweek? Because it's it, a Wednesday, right?
0: It's a Tuesday show. So weird. So we're we're actually Tuesday flying show. out Tuesday morning at five AM and then flying back twenty four hours later. Okay. So you don't need me to go watch your kids? My my parents um hopefully okay. will be available as they said they will be. But it's gonna be wild. No, that's probably that's probably a better decision if we're being honest. No, absolutely. What yeah. else you got,
1: buddy? Uh that's it. These were my little notes that I made in pencil before we got going. And we've talked about uh, new members. We talked about meetings before church. We talked about wow. annual meetings. You're busy, April. We've mentioned that Dylan uh, hopefully will be here on the show next week, but his uh, his employment at Safety Harbor Church is uh, complete. Wow. And we love him, and I miss him already. But, Tim, I've got nothing else.
0: Well, I, I hope it. that you uh, will get to the Sadie Hawkins dance in your khaki pants because let's just be honest.
1: I'm wearing khaki pants today.
0: There's nothing better.
1: Oh, oh, oh! Ross says, "Do you need me to go to your house for a vacation? Lion-
0: I mean, take care of your kids, Ross. Um, I mean, anytime you want to come by, buddy, that'd be just fine. I'd, I'd love to have my Ross favorite
1: K song is Softer to me from their
0: first album. They did see they didn't go to a lot of original. They played a lot of newer stuff, which I was not familiar with and didn't Nobody venture. Nobody wants
1: that, Matt Teason. Nobody cares what you've been working on since 2006. That's what I
0: tried okay. to say. CJ agreed. I was hoping they would play some of their Christmas Christmas album, but obviously it next. was not Christmas time.
1: But I mean, it is a fantastic
0: Christmas album. It's my favorite Christmas album. Look, let's get together next week, hopefully in the same location, but I make no in guarantees. Person?
1: I haven't seen you in a month, Tim. It's getting ridiculous. I'm, hey, uh, thank you guys for hanging out. We'll do it again next week.
0: Same time, same other. place.
1: We'll be here. Carry on.